0: After our gospel meeting this past week, in which, as I said on Wednesday night, I believe our singing just stepped up two or three notches, I thought it would be good for us this morning as we gather here to worship God, to have an assembly that focused on that aspect of our worship and help us keep our minds uplifted about our singing and keep our approach on that. And so today we're going to have a lesson in Scripture reading And in song. We're going to be reading through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And our theme this morning is, we'll work till Jesus comes. In just a moment, we'll be singing from our Hymns for Worship book, number 424, The Gospel is for All. Before we do that, would you read with me from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of, God, of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choice of you. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction." just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia, from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But after we had already suffered and been mistreated in Philippi, as you know, we have the boldness in our God to speak to you the gospel of God amid such opposition. For our exhortation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. For we never came with flattering speech, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, even though as apostles of Christ we might have asserted our authority." But we proved to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become very dear to us. For you recall, brethren, our labor and hardship, how working night and day so as not to be a burden to any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses." And so is God, how devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we behave toward you believers. Just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you also endured the same sufferings at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They are not pleasing to God, but hostile to all men hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved, and with the result that they always fill up the measure of their sins. But wrath has come upon them to the utmost. But we, brethren, having been taken away from you for a short while, in person, not in spirit, were all the more eager with great desire to see your face. For we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, more than once, and yet Satan hindered us. For who is our hope or joy or crown of exultation? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus and His coming? For you are our glory and joy. We'll sing, The Battle Belongs to the Lord, if you would, and it's convenient for you. Please stand as we sing this hymn. Therefore, when we could endure it no longer, we thought it best to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith so that no one would be disturbed by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we have been destined for this. For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction. And so it came to pass, as you know. For this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith. For fear that the tempter might have tempted you, and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us just as we all so long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. For now we really live if you stand firm in the Lord. For what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before our God on your account? as we night and day keep praying most earnestly that we may see your face and may complete what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father Himself and Jesus our Lord direct our way to you. And may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that He may establish your hearts without blame and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all His saints." Finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. So he who rejects this is not rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now as the love of the brethren, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed, you do practice it toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we commanded you so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Now as to the times and the epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep, do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing." We're going to sing number 473 when he comes in glory by and by. If it's convenient, would you please stand as we sing this hymn, encouraging one another. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays one another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He who calls you. And He also will bring it to pass. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. In just a moment, we're going to be singing number 297 as our invitation song. Number 297, Prepare to Meet Thy God. I believe one of the things that we learned in our gospel meeting this past week is how important at times, how important at all times, reading the Word of God is. Certainly reading the Word of God should be a part of our individual and personal lives every day. But how often do we miss simply reading the Word of God together? Without comment and commentary. Just reading what God has said. Paul finished this letter saying, I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. These things were written so that all brethren might read them. And I hope you have been edified by the reading this morning. And by the singing as we have encouraged one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But what amazing lessons. And no doubt, we're not going to spend our time just rehashing everything we just read. But what amazing lessons. As Paul concluded this letter with these... Principles of Christian living. Pray without ceasing. Carefully examine everything. Abstain from evil. Don't repay evil for evil. Esteem those who labor among us. Admonish the unruly. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. And yet throughout this book, the most important thing May the God of peace Himself sanctify you entirely. We have been called to live holy lives. That our God might make us holy and sanctify us. And in His plan, He sent His Son to die for us. So that His blood might wash our sins away so that we could read passages like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and be comforted by the fact that that same Jesus who came and died for our sins is coming back. The question for us is what are we going to do while we await His return? The Thessalonians had a problem. It seems that they believed so much so in the imminent return of Jesus that they were not working but becoming busybodies. Paul said that our job up until the moment that Jesus returns is to work. And may we as a congregation and as individual Christians always live by that principle that we will work till Jesus comes. Being comforted by the blood of Jesus and by the grace of our God as we look forward to that return. Therefore, our final question this morning is, are you ready for that return? Are you prepared to meet your God? Have you submitted to Jesus Christ and allowed Him to wash your sins away and because of His grace, submitted to His service and working until He comes. If we can help you with that in any way, whether it's to help you enter Christ through baptism because of your faith and confession and repentance, or if it's to help you and to pray for you as you strive to work till Jesus comes, whatever we can do, won't you please come forward right now as we stand and sing.